three hitters, I think, who will be available and who could help the Twins massively in the second half and into October on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, June 16th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Download the Sports Card Investor app today and easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week available for free in the Google play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestorcom slash locked on. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is season three of recording five days a week on the Minnesota twins for locked on twins. I've been writing about the twins at twinsdaily.com for four seasons. And <clears throat> I know it's only June 16th, excuse me, but we are getting closer and closer to the trade deadline. And guess what, folks? It's amazing. But the Twins look like they're going to be buyers at the 2022 deadline. I love saying that. I love it. I have three hitters for you today. We're going at hitters first because I think at this point in time, the pitchers who might be available on the trade market, who I thought could be available, their teams have started to win, like Nathan Yavaldi, Martin Perez. I don't know if those teams are going to hold on to their starters or not. So I want to wait and see on some of these pitchers. And there's more good hitters on bad teams than there are good pitchers on bad teams. And the good pitchers who are on bad teams, guys we talked about all offseason, Frankie Montas, Luis Castillo, Tyler Malley. We've talked a lot about those guys, and we will continue to talk about those guys. But I think the Twins are in a position. Their plan coming into this year was we're going to leave the DH spot open. And I, I supported the move. Because, you know, Nelson Cruz had occupied it and he occupied it in the best way possible for two and a half years. But it was important to get Byron Buxton off his feet, to get Luis Arise off his feet, to give these guys days off. And I thought that was important. But also, it allows you to platoon into the DH spot, which means they could platoon Ryan Jeffers against lefties. And, and to this point, he had been better against lefties than righties, much better against lefties. Gary Sanchez in his career, better against lefties. He could DH. Jeffers could catch against left-handed pitching. Cal Garlic could DH. And then against righties, you could go Luis Ariza at DH or Alex Kirilov or Trevor Larnick. It opened up possibilities to platoon out of that spot. I think that plan it's been okay, and it's worked for Byron Buxton. He's been able to DH quite a bit, and I think that has helped him remain healthier this year. I mean, we'll never know. We wouldn't know otherwise. But I think the platooning action hasn't gone as planned. Ryan Jeffers and Gary Sanchez haven't hit left-handed pitching, and Ryan Jeffers hasn't hit at all. So that is now a hole in your lineup, even though you have a right-handed hitter in that DH spot. If it's Ryan Jeffers or Gary Sanchez right now against left-handed pitching, that is a weakness in your lineup at a spot where it should be your biggest strength and has been the Twins' biggest strength for the last two and a half years. So I think when we're focusing on improving, and I think they can improve this offense, there's no question. I think it's a good offense, but I think they can get much better. And because Barton Buxton has been hurt a lot in the past, because Luis Arise has bad knees, because Carlos Correa doesn't have the cleanest injury history, they could use another bat. And I think this is a trade deadline where there will be plenty of good hitters. And I have three right here. And one of them, 
One of them I think you're going to love, and I actually think makes so much sense for this team right now. It's going to sound crazy, and we'll we'll talk about him last. But let's start with Trey Mancini. My partner, Brandon Warren, brought this up. He's been tweeting about Trey. I've always liked Trey Mancini. Baltimore Orioles, 30 years old. He's a right-handed hitter. He's a free agent following this season. So all three of these guys we're going to talk about will all enter free agency after this year. And two of them have a team option or a mutual option, but the team has to accept it on their end either way. Uh, so basically all three of these guys are going into free agency after this season. And for Mancini in 667 games, Baltimore Orioles has hit 272, 336 on base, 468 slug. He's been 17% above league average in terms of OPS. Doesn't strike out a whole lot, 23% and walks at an 8% clip. Something I really love about Trey Mancini is he hits lefties very well. And you might be thinking, like, why doesn't Kyle Garlic just DH against lefties? Well, you can put Kyle Garlic in left field, and you can bump Max Kepler out of the lineup if you want. And you can put Larnick in right field because Kepler hasn't hit lefties, you know, in the last month and a half. So you can put Garlic in the outfield. You can put Mancini in the outfield. He's a fringe outfielder. He's a first baseman DH. Can play in left or right. So I like that versatility. But you can move things around. Like, if you want to get Luis Ariza starting against a lefty, you can DH him and put Mancini at first. Like, there are things you can do here. And what this does is it pushes Ryan Jeffers or Gary Sanchez out of the lineup most likely against lefties. But even then, like, if you want to sit Louis against lefties, you can DH Sanchez and put Mancini at first. It's, like, very simple. And I do think they want to give Miranda some run here, and he hit lefties very well in the minors, and I'm not against that either. But even then, like you can play Miranda at third and get Gio a day off. And not all these guys are going to be healthy at the same time. These things work themselves out. But you'd be adding a legitimate, very good right-handed hitter to the middle of this lineup. He's an instant middle-of-the-order bat. Everything you hear about him off the field is great. He's gone through a lot, and he's battled back, and he's having a great season for Baltimore. I think he deserves a trade to a contender. And I think he would help the Twins a lot in the middle of their lineup. And as far as price, like because these guys are rentals, they're two-month rentals, and buyer beware, Joe Ryan traded for Nelson Cruz last year. So it's not going to cost nothing, but it'll cost much less than somebody who's under team control for even another season after this one. They're all free agents after this year, essentially. So the, the cost is not crazy, and that's why I like it even more. I think Trey Mancini does make a lot of sense. Shout out to my brother, Brandon Warren on that one. Two more exciting trade targets on the offensive side after this word from Sports Card Investor. Sports Card Investor, welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple app stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. Sports Card Investor is outstanding. If you think that Yuan Duran is going to be a star in this league, you can go trade for his card. It's completely free. You can easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. It's like the stock market, but for baseball cards. Download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and the Apple App Stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash lockdown. Again, download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash lockdown. 
We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Lockdown Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcasts. Go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. When I talk about these guys there will be playing time lost just by nature. But I'm not saying that, like, you know, the Twins should play Alex Kirilov less or play – they haven't played Alex Kirilov at all since they sent him down. But, like, this doesn't necessarily block anybody because what you're doing is pushing guys out of spots they were expected to produce in, especially Jeffers and Sanchez in the DH spot. Because what their plan was – when Jeffers was catching against the lefty, Gary would DH. When Gary was catching against the lefty, Jeffers would DH. Again, it hasn't gone as planned. And Josh Bell from Washington is 29 years old. He's a free agent following this season. We talked about Josh Bell before because I think he makes a lot of sense for this team. A little bit different than Mancini. Very similar numbers. 264 hitter. Higher on base percentage. Less slug. Slightly less slug. Uh, and a higher OPS plus. So actually in his career, Josh Bell has been a, a slightly better hitter than Trey Mancini when you compare him to the rest of the league. He also strikes out less, 18% strikeout rate, and he walks more, 12% walk rate. The difference between Bell and Mancini is Bell is a switch hitter who's better as a left-handed hitter. So I think this is interesting. And if the Twins were to decide between these two, because I assume their prices would be about the same, they're having very similar strong seasons. If you were deciding between these two, you're basically saying, do we want the switch hitter who's better against right-handed pitching and is a serviceable right-handed hitter, or do we want the straight right-handed hitter who can hit both but hits left-handed pitching very well? And I think for this lineup right now, they have right-handed power. Like, they have Correa. They have Buxton. They have Gary Sanchez. They have right-handed power. And I know Gary has been up and down. They have guys in their lineup who can hit from the right side. They have left the guys from the left side, too but less reliable power hitters from the left side. Luis Arise has been fantastic. He's been the best hitter on the team this year. But another left-handed bat I think would be great. Jorge Polanco, if he gets going, he could fill that role, and then I would see Trey Mancini making more sense. But if you want to rely less on Jorge Polanco from the left side and he's then your third best or maybe fourth best left-handed hitter, you get so much deeper with Josh Bell, and he can hit from both sides. So – I really like Josh Bell. He plays first base. He can DH. He's a decent defender. So very similar to Trey Mancini. Bell hasn't played in the outfield, I don't think, since 2016. So he's similar to Trey, but you can't stick him in the outfield, really. Um, the difference being that he's a switch hitter who is better from the left side. So it's tough. I mean, it's a tough call between those two. If it was the exact same cost, I would probably go Bell because he offers that switch hitting versatility, but you are losing the ability to put him in the outfield, and then you can do that with Trey Mancini. I also like the idea of adding Mancini against left-handed pitching because I think the Twins should be able to crush left-handed pitching. Uh, if you have Buxton, Correa, Mancini, uh, Garlic, Sanchez, whoever else against left-handed pitching, Miranda, I think they're going to do well, or Shella against lefties. And they should already, but if you add a Mancini, that's a, that's a step up. I think Bell adds more balance to this lineup. My favorite is the third guy we're going to talk about, and we're going to get right to him after this word from LinkedIn Jobs and from Built Bar as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post 
for free in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors. Guess what, folks? They've done it again. They've truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. For the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud bar puff. So delicious. You're going to love the new mud pie built bar and built puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to Built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now. You won't regret it. Not only are built bars delicious, Folks, Built Bars are healthy. They're good for you. And it's so wild to have a a protein bar that tastes so good but has way less sugar than any other protein bar you'll find. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Number three, certainly not least. Nelson Cruz, Washington Nationals, 41 years old. Hear me out. Hear me out. You might hear that and say, I got to move on. Yes, you got to move on. It's over. The Nelson Cruz era is over. And I don't necessarily disagree, but just hear me out for a second. Since May 1st, this doesn't include tonight where Nelson Cruz doubled off Zach Wheeler in his first plate appearance. Since May 1st, and a lot of people, and I think Twins fans were checking in on Nelly in the first month just to see how he did. He was terrible in April. Absolutely awful. But since May 1st, Nelson Cruz is hitting 326 with a 391 on base percentage, and he's slugging 504. Does that sound familiar? He's doing the same thing, folks. And now the batted ball data is not where it was when he was a twin, like the exit velocity, the hard hit rate, but it was outstanding in May, and he's gotten off to a great start in June. It's not at Minnesota levels, but it's still very, very good. And his batted ball data backs up what he's done at the plate for the last two months. Nelson Cruz is still hitting at an extremely high level. And even more importantly, he's hitting at a very high level against left-handed pitching. We saw one of the most prolific right-handed hitters against lefties that you will ever see for the Minnesota Twins in Nelson Cruz for two and a half years. Crushed lefties. It was sad. You felt bad for him. The sad Royal lefty, Chris Bubich or whoever they threw on the mound, you just felt sad for him. Danny Duffy, Dallas Keuchel, it's just sad. And guess what? He's still doing it. He's 41. He's going to be 42, I believe, in a couple weeks. He's still doing it. So what's his role on this team? Well, if you don't think Nelson Cruz can still hit right-handed pitching, I would argue he can hit everybody still, and he's doing it now for the last month and a half. You can DH him against lefties. Just push Jeffers or Sanchez out of there, and Nelly goes right into the heart of the lineup against left-handed pitching. And then you have you know Correa, Buxton, Cruz, Garlic. There's your top four against a left-handed pitcher. I think he makes a ton of sense. The one problem with someone like Cruz 
as opposed to Bell and Mancini is he literally can't play anywhere. And that did hamstring the Twins at times when they wanted to DH Buxton or they wanted to DH Arise. Buxton, I think they want to unleash Buxton in the second half where when he's getting a day off, he's just getting a day off. And when he's playing, he's in center field. And he's he's playing in center field. He's playing in the field. I think in the second half, you would have to sacrifice some of that. Like you'd have to sacrifice the DH spot against lefties when Buxton might be DHing. But I do think that they can unleash Buck a little bit down the stretch. I think he's going to play center field in the playoffs. So if you get to October and Buxton's healthy and Cruz is producing like he has the last month and a half, you just DH Cruz against if it's a left-handed starter. If it's a right-handed starter and you've seen enough out of Nelly, you can DH him against the right-handed starter and you can put Luis Ariza at first base. And it, it makes sense. It does. And I think right now, to add Nelson Cruz to this team, I mean, the team is already nine games above 500. The vibes are outstanding, and you don't want to shake anything up, but Nelson Cruz is one of the most beloved twins. How can you be more loved in two and a half years than Nelson Cruz was in two and a half years in Minnesota? I mean, the response, I already tweeted about this. I was tweeting about Nelly's numbers, already getting responses from Twins fans, like, bring him home, come home, Nelly, come home. Like, we want Nelly back. Everybody loves him. So many guys on the team love him. Luis Arise trained with him in the offseason. I mean, just from a fan perspective, this would be unbelievable to see him come back. And it's not a Pujols back to St. Louis, but like think of it in the same way where Cruz is coming back to DH against lefties initially, and if he's hitting well and you give him some starts against righties and he hits well, then you can primary DH him like he was for the last two and a half years. But it's almost as much about bringing him back for one more ride. The last ride last year ended horribly. You couldn't give him that last chance at the playoffs. He was the only guy who hit in 2020 in the in the ALDS or in the wild card series against the Astros. Two RBI doubles was the only two runs the Twins scored in two games. Give him one more chance. Like, I think first of all, the Nats are terrible. They're 20 games below 500, so he's he's got to go somewhere. And I think it would be so fun to have him back for a final ride with this group added with Correa. And the argument might be this team needs pitching. I agree, and we're going to talk about pitchers as we get closer to the deadline. But this doesn't preclude you from also adding a starting pitcher or a reliever. Like, Nelly's not going to cost that much. And I don't even think he'll cost – hopefully he wouldn't cost someone like Joe Ryan this year. But he will – you know, there will be a prospect cost. But he's a 41-year-old DH who – his numbers are not the same as they were last year. But you're buying into the second half from him. And he was really bad in the second half last year. So the risk on him is you play him and he doesn't hit. And then it's like a difficult situation. And you're like, oh, we can't play him, but we traded for him. That's that's the worst case scenario. And even in the worst case scenario, if you trade away a solid prospect and Nelly doesn't really hit, he's still there. He's still in that dugout. He's there for the fans. You can market him. He will bring fans to the ballpark. Like he's just, he's good for everything off the field too. And I think that's why it makes some sense. And on the field, I think he can DH against lefties and, and rake. I really do. Um, tell me what you think in the comments. Maybe you think I'm crazy and I just need to move on from Nelly, but let me know what you think about Mancini, Bell, and Cruz. If I were to put prices, Bell and Mancini would probably cost more and Nelly would be a peg down from those two. Uh, but he, I think well, by the time we get to the deadline, if they're all healthy, I think you're going to see numbers that are pretty much in line as Nelly battles back from a bad April, but he's just been crushing the last two months. He's been better than these guys the last two months. Thank you again for making Locked on Twins your first listen today. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft 
have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Thanks again. Comment, like, subscribe. We'll be back for a post game tomorrow night. Twins have the Diamondbacks in Arizona this weekend. Thanks again.